I think the the most important thing that any business owner needs to do is to sit down and really determine why it is that they're in business. And if you can't in in sincereness answer in your heart that it's about people, then you got some soul searching to do. That was Bobby Lewis and this is the Push Through Podcast. Welcome to the Push Through Podcast, where each week we tackle some of the most difficult areas of business as a shop owner, contractor, or manufacturer with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking minds in business development, marketing, entrepreneurship, and leadership. These are conversations designed to educate, inspire, and empower business owners and leaders to push through the barriers and thresholds they see before them. Join us for the ride at thepushthrough.com. That's the push, T-H-R-U.com, where you can find in-depth articles and show notes from each episode. Get ready for the push through and your host, Jeff Finney. Welcome back to the Push Through Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Finney. The Push Through Podcast is meant to help owners and leaders push through their seemingly never-ending barriers we face in business. So during this week's interview with Bobby Lewis of Lewis Cabinet Specialties, we discover more about the Lewis story and how they've created a winning culture by connecting an employee's why to their job. The growth that their company has sustained is nothing short of amazing, and I'm sure you'll love to hear their story as much as I did. So get ready as we jump right in with Bobby Lewis. Well, Bobby Lewis, it is uh, fantastic to have you here. I'm, I'm really happy because I'm, I'm completing the, the trifecta of Lewis's. I interviewed Bo. <laughs> In episode one, we heard from your other brother, Brady, in episode three, where we talked about all moxie, and Bo laid out kind of the foundation of how Lewis kind of got to where it did today and talked about some of you guys' culture and, and some of those things. So today, Bobby, I'm, I'm super excited to have you here and, and talk about uh, passion in the workplace and when you and I spoke about this earlier, about what topic we we're going to cover you seem like this was your your kind of wheelhouse, and so I'm anxious to dive in. But before we get there, man, fill us in. Tell us about you. Tell us about what you do and uh, what a, kind of a typical day looks like in your life. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I'm excited to be on with you. Um, uh, I am currently the CEO of Lewis Cabinet Specialties, so um, we've been uh, I've been in this role before. Uh, was swapped out, worked in the software for a while, and now I'm back here. Uh, it really is a strength of mine. I enjoy it. It's a, it's a blast. I love to to be with people. My day consists honestly of uh, just motivating my team and uh, point pointing in the right direction. Uh, I'm an interesting CEO too because you usually won't find me in my office. You'll find me out on the shop floor somewhere with my team. And uh, so I love I love getting in, getting my hands dirty, and working with the guys. Uh, and then I know when to step back into the office and do what I'm supposed to do that direction too. Right. So that's, that's what I do. Well, and, and I, I noticed, and I said this during, during Bo's, um, interview that I always, I thought it was really neat when I came down and toured your factory last year that, um, I thought it was really cool how we just walked through the factory and everybody was, you know, everybody was, you know, they were working hard. You could tell, but they were having a good time enjoying what they did and, you know, took time to talk to you and just, um, you can tell your culture that you guys have created there just comes out in all your employees and that and the, that they're just happy to be there. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's fascinating cuz we you know, we run into the same challenges as as everybody else. You got you have turnover, you have things like that, but but there is there's a tangible feeling when you walk on the shop floor. Uh, I, was, I was getting a tour the other day and someone said, uh, "Wow, you guys are 
buzzing. These guys are really moving. How have you done that? And uh, I thought a lot about that. I mean, I had clear-cut answers for him because uh, that's been really the, the response we get often is, is that, man, this place is buzzing. Why are they working so hard? You know, generally they're more laid back, not going at it so hard. And so, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that have determined what that looks like and, and why. Right. So before we dig into that, you know, you're talking about some of the maybe the hard the hardships of that normal businesses have, right, of the, the employee turnover and, you know, unmotivated employees. But like when you guys were kind of lifting off and your brothers were taking over the business, um, you know, how did you or was there a point like a low point or whatever that kind of defined a, a kind of line in the sand of, hey, we, we needed to define our culture and we need to turn this thing around? Or was was there kind of a moment there that turned everything around for for Lewis? You know, I, I don't know if there's any one particular moment, but there was a there was a time frame or a time period, most certainly, where um, we, we, we kind of stepped back and had to say, you know, the company grew so quick and there's so much change going on all at once and continues to do so. And, and but about uh, about six years ago, seven years ago, we, we sat back and we said, you know, we got to determine what are we doing all this for? what is this about? You know, and, and at that time, you know, I, I honestly a little embarrassed to say it was more about money than anything. Right. And, and, uh, over the course of time frame, we really, we always, our, our eyes kind of were open to the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, money doesn't matter and it matters how many lives you've affected today. Right. And, and, that, and Bo said that too. And I, and I'm really hoping that you elaborate more on that. So was that a, was that a collective process that you and your family kind of went through together? Because you guys are so connected in that business. Um, yep. I'm sure that's something that you guys kind of rode together. Kind of walk us through that. Yeah, so so uh, we we really did. We were, we were dealing with uh, any standard company starts to deal with a lot of drama. You know, you start to deal with politics creeping in as you, you start to hit that 30 employee mark. Uh, you know, we're, there's 93 of us today. And, uh, but, but as we started to grow, you start to see a lot of politics creeping in and you start to see people and, uh, you know, starting to backbite and do different things. And what we realized quickly was we're no longer in the business of, of, uh, doors. We were now in the people business who build doors. Right. And, and so just over the course of time, we started to, you know, having a lot of deep conversations as a family. So yes, it was very much a family process. And uh, more particularly at the time, it was Bo and I uh, kind of leading and, and at the helm of the company, uh, mom and dad were starting to really step away. And so Bo and I more particularly were having a lot of conversations. Now, of course, as a family, we were we were involving everybody, but, but we had a lot of deep conversations where we just started to realize we got to focus aggressively on changing lives and people. And at some point that will return itself you know, financially, but that really isn't the gain. <laughs> Although that's a gain, it's wonderful, but, uh, th that comes as a result. Yeah. And, and I, I guess the, you know, that, so I understand you're, you're talking about that. It kind of all comes back to the people and that, I mean, that's a great, um, ideal, but how do you actually convert that into action items? I mean, what, what is that? How do you, how do you start something like that? Cause I think we all in a sense feel that, but we may not know how to act on it. Yeah, so um, I think well, most companies, especially when you're you're starting to reach the 30 employee mark, so on and so forth, you're saying, "Geez, can we afford to to hire somebody to take care of our people?" 
Uh, you know, can I afford an HR manager? And, you, and, you, and you're kind of pushing those limits right there when it comes to finances. You start to really look at it and you can still manage it with a few systems and 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 whatnot, but you really can't afford a full-time employee. And, and w- what we did was we realized uh, at, at that time, I read a book called Dream Manager. And what they did was they hired, you know, it was a plumbing company that they or a janitorial service. They hired this person full-time to come in and, and uh, uh, sit someone down, find out what their dreams are and their passion is, and then help them achieve that, you know, and it's different for everybody else. I mean, how are you going to get someone motivated to clean toilets was kind of the premise of the book. So we, we did that. I, you know, even though it was fairly, you know, it's expensive to have someone full time, just, just doing that. We had someone sitting there all day long, pulling people into the office and finding out what their passions are. Right. And what are they doing it for? Why are they even working for Lewis cabinet specialties and how were we as a company going to get them to achieve their dreams? Um, So there had to have been some really good, like early data that came out of there that just like really stirred you up and got you going. I'd like to hear about some of those early results because I'm, I can imagine if you actually, I mean, because that seems like a huge gesture for the employees that like, hey, this this guy, you know, this guy cares about me all of a sudden. So, I mean, how did how did that, uh, you know, what was some of that early data you was getting off that? You know, we found all sorts of things. Um, we found people that this is their long-term career. Uh, we found people that this was not their long-term career. They were just, they were just here to get a paycheck and uh, long-term goal. One guy wanted to become a vet. Uh, another guy wanted to own his own auto body shop. Another guy wanted to run a leather company uh, where he, you know, he, he does these leather uh, uh, stampings, I guess is what you call it. And, and so, we, you know, it was actually kind of frustrating at first because you're like, holy cow, I got a ton of people here who really aren't passionate about what they do. Right. And that was kind of eye-opening and quite frustrating, frankly, to, to realize I've got all these people and there's very few that this is what they want to be. That want to be and, there. Yeah. But, and, and, uh, and what we also found is what I call shining a light on the cockroaches. There were some guys that, uh, you know, some of the team members who instantly just, you know, you start pushing them saying, Hey, you've got to come up with your passions. I don't want you here. If this thing isn't facilitating you, getting you to do something that you're passionate about. And if it's not here, that's fine. We can build you in the meantime, say you're going to school. Great. We're going to help you get through school. How can we help you? You know, what is it? Do we need to modify your shift a little, so on and so forth? And all of a sudden, they realize you're you're invested in them. So the early days, it was kind of really eye-opening because we're seeing all these things. And uh, it, one story in particular, there was a guy that his his uh, daughter was in Vegas. Uh, you know, his, his ex-wife was in Vegas with the daughter, and uh, he wanted nothing more to be happy than to be with his daughter. And... Uh, so we actually found him a job in Vegas, found him an apartment and a job, and and we called we called him in and said, "Hey, here's the deal. You need to go." Yeah. And and uh, he went. <laughs> you know, and you're going, "Well, that was stupid." You know, it's counterintuitive <laughs> to your business. But the very next morning, in walks his brother, equally competent, equally awesome. Hey, I hear this is a great place to work. Right. And now he's one of our leads on the night shift. You know, and so. It's 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 just fascinating how it always comes around and, and it, it, it always works. He ended up coming back 
because uh, they moved back to to the area, and and sure enough, where's he going to come? You right, know? straight. And so yeah, uh, that's a. I mean, that's a great story, and I, I remember Bo said something to me similar, a similar story about that about you, you know, losing an employee, and you know, uh, he didn't tell me that he came back, which is great, but I mean, that just shows you that kind of program, the, the kind of power it's going to have, but. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I think by shining a light on their why, like you're saying, you know, like finding out what they're all about and what they're into. I mean, it seems to me like that would um, let you know where they're at, but it also help you. I mean, by helping them get to their dreams, I mean, it's going to just motivate them to be better in your company. Yep. Yep, exactly. Regardless of what it is, you know, so the guy that's going to go to school or the girl that's going to go to school and end up leaving your company, uh, hey, as long as you're constantly reminding them, this is to get you to where your your dream and passion is, then they're motivated to be here. Right. You know, right. So it's not that's just okay. a job. It's not just a job. I mean, if if they can look at it as a road to getting somewhere else, then there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I would think that they'd be bringing the floor up with them, you know. Yep. So yep. so you, you mentioned this a couple of times about, um, you know, finding workers that do and don't have passion, um, you know, and you and I have talked about that before uh, several times. So let's talk about, you know, passion in the workplace. And, you know, because I can tell your your operation as a whole, everybody there seemed to be very passionate. I mean, you don't just act on, you know, you just don't act out passion. It's uh, it's part of what you do. So, you know, tell us about some <laughs> of that and some of those building blocks. Yeah, there's there's uh, the there's a guy that was I don't remember what YouTube video it was, but there was this guy talking about how he says he was a director for a symphony, and he was saying I know exactly how my people are going to play, but I'll stand in front of them and I look into their eyes and I can see how we're going to play for the day. <laughs> and uh, I've uh, that, that I remember that just moved me to the core, and and uh, so you know. Same thing's true in any organization. It doesn't matter whether it's a symphony or you're building manufacturing cabinetry, you know, cabinet parts. You can walk out on the shop floor, you can look in your people's eyes, and you can see where their passion's at. And yeah. uh, it's pretty simple. It, yeah. it doesn't take long to recognize it. And so I guess that's that's A1, the, the indicator. You walk into a workplace and you can feel the levels of connectivity and the levels of passion. And uh, honestly, I am totally cool with just calling someone out right out of the gate dude what's the matter yeah well but it's this and this happened and and we just have frank conversations and and generally they're playing a victim you know and we have we have a lot of talks about different certain principles inside of our company you know our core values and uh we come back to those often because usually one of those aren't in check for some reason you know right. we'll, we'll we'll work on that so so is that um, something that your your dream manager handles, or is that something that you guys all? I mean, how how do you you know you've got ninety three employees across two shifts, or I'm assuming two shifts, and um, how I mean, how do you communicate these kind of values that are? I mean, I've got an operation of thirteen people, and if we don't watch it periodically, there'll be something that creeps in there that it's kind of a bad egg, you know, that creeps in there and 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 starts to tear apart that foundation and it doesn't take long to erode a great culture. So how do you, I guess, how do you keep it up? (laughs) That's a, that's a great question. And I think there are some days that if you asked me, I'd say that we don't have it, you know, (laughs) and uh, and, holy cow, it's all falling to pieces, you know, and whatever. But then uh, just when I start to feel that way, someone will come in from outside and say, 
holy crap, this place is buzzing. You yeah. know, what, what have you guys done? And so, you know, it is a constant battle. I think it's, I think it's like, like weight loss, you know? Yeah. We, uh, it, it's a daily, a very daily, very deliberate thing. And you will start to lose sight of it for a minute and, and it slips. So right. it, it has to be my daily focus on keeping passion in the workplace and uh, making sure, you know, because we all need reminders. We forget why we're doing things. I do all the time. I'll show up and, and uh, you know, if I start to find myself slipping into, you know, kind of like a, a bad attitude or something, it's because I've forgotten why I'm passionate in the first place, which is to influence people. Right. And so, you know, I've lost sight of it. And so, and we're all the same way. It's just about a daily consistency. And so my job, you know, as CEO is to constantly remind my, my lead managers of that. And then I teach them how to uh, work towards the same thing with individuals. And that's the other thing that we're finding more and more is that it's an individual basis that you cannot automate it. You cannot do it on a, uh, I mean, in most cases, you can, you can, uh, like with software, you can write it, you can automate it and never deal with it again. Right. Uh, but when it comes to a human being, it's looking someone in the eyes, connecting, making sure that they're engaged. And when they're having a hard time, sometimes you just have to, you, you go there with them. Yeah. If they're, if they're hurting, it should hurt you too. Right. You know, there's, uh, there's really no, no way to substitute a one-on-one -on -one look and feel. And so I'm trying to teach my managers how to look into someone's eyes and, and capture where they're at and make sure that they're passionate for the day. Right. Well, and, so, and I've got to tell you that, you know, <clears throat> after I visited your place last year and, and seeing that culture in action, it, it really made me kind of think in my operation that, um, I, my personality is I'm a numbers guy, you know, and that's just what, that's what makes sense to me. And I've never understood the, the people side of it because we've, we always had that turnover and I was always just kind of nose the grindstone guy, you know, and, uh, seeing your culture in action really flipped me around to make it more like, Hey, you know, you have to, uh, you know, you have to really foster that program or, or whatever you come up with, you know, like you guys um, have that dream manager, you have to have something that drives your culture forward. And, and that's what we was lacking. And I feel like since then, we've, we've just continually worked on that every single day. And now it's just part of what we do. And it's, uh, man, it's, mm. you're just happier being there. You know, everybody is. <laughs> absolutely no doubt and no doubt and the shows in the shows in the top line numbers it shows in the bottom line numbers so the numbers it still makes me happy because you can see the numbers but it also i mean it, it's better because you're raising everybody up with you well you know and it's fascinating too because if you look at just numbers and uh like for example the turnover ratio you know you look at it and say holy cow why did we have such high turnover well part of it might be because you drove someone to go and do what they're passionate about right which right. may not be your, your, your product and that's okay. Yep. You know, or they finish school and it's time for them to move on. You need to encourage that. And so, well, that's going to hurt your, you know, your turnover ratio really. And so, but at the end of the day, huh. you, you, you got someone lining up at the door that's equally awesome, ready, ready to work for you. Right. And, and that's been our experience too, is yeah. Even though you drove someone to go where they're supposed to be, uh, which makes your numbers look worse. You've got passionate people, so it doesn't matter. Well, and and I'll I'll 
reiterate a little point here about your operation, about Lewis Cabinet Specialties, in that you you guys aren't exactly uh, on Main Street. I mean, you're not in a you're not in. I mean, you're not in the bustling town of of a hundred thousand people. And I'm I'm assuming your pool of labor people is pretty small. And and for you to attract the kind of uh, employees that you have and and kept them, I mean, that's a testament to the system in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that you were able to talk about it and, and give us a couple of the particulars. Like, um, I know at one time your brother had said something about you guys kind of do, you know, some bonuses and some active learning and things like that. Explain just a little bit about that system. You know, it's kind of, it's fascinating cause it's really open-ended and, and we, we move more towards what I call return and report. Uh, it, we're not going to force anybody to learn and, and grow. Uh, but we certainly are going to make the resources available. Like for example, I got a brand new employee. Uh, he's been here three months now, and uh, he came in and and uh, we opened up Audible. So you know we create uh, we buy Audible books so that they can listen rather than just stand there and go through the monotony of a job. We're we're teaching them or allowing them to learn as they go. You know, so what's their favorite book? What why? What is it that, that drove them to that book? So on and so forth. And and uh, so and as they do that, we'll we hold company wide meetings and and uh, each each book they read, they get to put in a raffle ticket for the month. And, uh, and then we'll raffle off a sixty five inch TV or you know something cool, an iPad or you know we've done all sorts of stuff. And uh, you know so a little bit of incentive that way, which is fun. But it, it, the whole goal at the end of the day, we tell them it's not about. You know, we've had so many guys win the prize and say, "Hey, look, this isn't about this this TV, although it's awesome. What just happened to me has been amazing." You know, the guy that that uh, we put him through, Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University, mm-hmm. while he was on the shop floor, he listened. He came into my office and you know, big big old beard and so on and so forth. And he looks at me, he's just got tears streaming down his face. He says, you know, I come from four generations of homeless. And he says, that ends today. And walks out of my office with tears streaming down his face, you know, and uh, that's just awesome. Oh yeah. There's, there's, and otherwise he probably would not have got that, um, uh, you know, that kind of injection into his life, you know, with, without that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that right there just goes all the way back full circle to your purpose of not, you know, your, your purpose isn't any longer money. It's about, you know, creating permanent bonds with people around you and making it, making everybody better, including yourself. Exactly. Yep. That's just, you know, what's fascinating is you'll see some, some people just take to it. They get it. They understand what we're trying to do. And, uh, and they'll just grab on and go. Uh, you know, one guy he read, he listened to like ninety-seven books or something, and uh, he's he's running his own business now. Wow! You know, uh, super successful, having yeah. a lot of success, and and he he says it would have never happened had I not understood fundamentals from those books. But those things taught me what I needed to know to be able to take the step and do what I'm doing. You know, and. And uh, we have a great friendship. He comes in all the time to see us. Uh, you know, we're just uh, there's there's a there's a bond there that just wouldn't have been formed. You know, but you look at you look at a turnover ratio, and he made my turnover go up. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you look at <laughs> well, the different number, yeah, you, that was a failure, right? 
Exactly. So that, that's, that's so fascinating about business numbers. And I think I'm sure Bo nailed that kind of thing with throughput accounting, et cetera. Yeah, we, we, we touched on it, yes. Sometimes we sit there and we, we look at all these ratios in business and, and determine those as what success looks like. And, and uh, it, really, most of the time, we're looking at the wrong metric uh, with the wrong reason. Yeah. So, I mean, I consider that guy... Uh, reading all those books, dig, digging in, learning how to become an, his own business guy. He's now having wonderful success. And uh, of course, he refers his friends to come out and work here. Sure. You know, and uh, but but mostly that would have been looked at as a failure in terms of just straw, uh, raw numbers. <laughs> yeah. In, investment in and, and you lose an employee. That's that's the numbers side of that game. But uh I guarantee you that that investment in him has come full circle, whether you know it or not. Absolutely. So, man, this is just awesome. I mean, I I, I love hearing about all this, uh, this stuff with you guys, because I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's, there is proof in your numbers though. You guys are growing. I mean, from the time I visited you to now, you got 93 employees. You've gained about 15 employees just since I've been there. So, I mean, obviously, um, yeah. Obviously, this program is working for you because that's, I mean, that it sounds like that's the main change that you guys made from your other business model, other than just you boys starting to run the business. You started taking it down a different path altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, if you if you ask Dad, uh, it's always been about that too, which is fascinating. He, uh, you know, he worked at Newcore and and couldn't get ahead, couldn't get ahead. They they just wouldn't promote him, and finally he asked. Uh, one of his main managers, he said, why are you not promoting me? What is the problem? And, and he said, they told him you're, you're too soft towards people. <laughs> you're, you're too much concerned about people. And that was the day dad said, I I'm done and started Lewis cabinet specialties. And, you know, so it's ingrained in us from, from the time we were little kids. That's, that's the way, mom and dad raised us is, is that emphasis and focus to begin with. Yep. It just hadn't really sunk in until I was at the helm. <laughs> yeah. Until you had Making, to drive the ship. Yeah. And, I mean, it, yeah. that stuff, that stuff starts to become real important because your one yeah. small decision that you make affects a whole lot of lives around you. So yeah. you've got to be very critical of the kind of those kind of decisions. And to me that, that kind of, um, focus on that kind of program to me is a, is a huge decision. And I'm, I'm, man, I, I mean, even for my operation, I know it doesn't benefit your operation, but we're thankful for it. So all, all the way down here in Oklahoma, we're thankful for it. Oh, thanks. (laughs) You know, I want to add one, one challenge, you know, one of the greatest challenges you run into is, uh, getting someone to believe not only in themselves, but in, in, uh, uh, the effect that this kind of thing can have on them and that you actually care about them. Uh, it's, it's fascinating because uh, what I'm finding is there are a lot of people who have come into our organization who, who weren't raised the same way as me. Uh, uh, they didn't have a parent that was involved with them. They didn't have someone who was super caring about them and believed in them. You know, dad was constantly telling us, believe in yourself, you know, and, and so on and so forth. And so, that's been our greatest challenge is getting someone to finally trust you right? because they haven't had someone that they've trusted like that. And then, uh, t- to go with it and believe in themselves. That's, yeah. that's my, that's our greatest challenge that, 
that we have inside of this. And, and I think what, what causes, I mean, we've, I've still got people that have been here for years that, that still haven't opened up yet. So it's fascinating. Yeah. It has some latch on and some don't, but, uh, I mean, the thing is that you guys just don't give up on them. I mean, that's, that's great. Yeah. So before we wrap up here, Bobby, uh, um, give us, give us one thing, give us kind of a big takeaway. You know, what, what can companies, you know, that are listening to this, what can they do to kind of start down that path of, of just creating an awesome culture? Um, I think, I think the, the most important thing that any business owner needs to do is to sit down and really determine why it is that they're in business. And if you can't in, in sincereness answer in your heart that it's about people, then you got some soul searching to do. You got some things to think about. Um, if you're working strictly for money, uh, you may need to shift your focus. Right. So that would be my biggest thing is to have that moment where you truly in your heart put people before money and the rest will take care of itself. I agree. That's pretty, uh, pretty powerful. Yeah. So, uh, let's jump into the quick cuts. This is just five questions, um, that are, uh, strictly about you. Just let us know a little bit more about you. So Bobby, what's a, what's kind of your best advice or quote you go by? My favorite quote of all times is by the guy by the name of Enzio Busha. He's a German feller. He says, uh, be, be not so much concerned about what you do, but what you do, do with all your heart, mind, and strength, because in thoroughness is satisfaction. Uh, that pretty much thoughts. envelops you and your brothers, you know, right there. I, I mean, <laughs> that pretty much just uh, gets the whole thing right there. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. thank you <laughs> <laughs> what's a uh, personal habit or trait something that you do that makes you better or more successful um you know it goes back to everything i've just talked about connect with my overall purpose or why i do what i do and that's people yeah i, I love how uh, uh your brother Bo he also worded it as every day i, I strive to fire myself every day and i, I like that uh that analogy, you know, he brought it back to his why because he's like, every day I'm trying to fire myself. So I, I like that. That uh, sounds like Bob. Yep, yep, I guarantee <laughs> it. Uh, number three, what does uh, what is the future of our industry? You know, woodworking, cabinet making, outsourcing, all that. What's it look like to you? Oh, I, I'm extremely motivated about our industry. I think we have extreme innovation coming and highly custom one piece workflows. Um, especially as this younger generation engages in, in woodworking, they're not going to engage the way that we, that, that uh, the older generation or even my generation is, but this extra young generation, they, they are extremely innovative and I can't wait to see what they're bringing. I, I definitely agree with you on that. And our, it seems like our industry has hit a, an exponential upward swing of innovation and I'm man, it's just like, hold on for the ride. It's going to be fun. Agreed. So, Absolutely. What's a what's a resource, app, software, anything you use to to make your life easier? Well, of course, I've got to say Almoxie. Sure. Uh, <laughs> there's 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 no question that that Almoxie, especially as the CEO of Lewis Cabinets. I mean, if you pulled that thing out from under us, I don't know how we would function. Well, we couldn't <laughs> function the way we do. Right. Um, but you tie that into the Internet of Things, Almoxie into the Internet of Things with uh, Zapier. We, uh, or, or any of those API automators, you know, we follow the model. If you had to do something today, then it was your own fault. So, right. and I believe that wholeheartedly. I so. agree. I agree. What's a, 
what's a book that you consider? I'm sure you're a, a big bookworm, so you've got several, but what, what's one right now that you consider to be kind of your current favorite? Right now, we're all kind of on a, on a big kick of good old Paul Aker's Two Second Lean. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're loving it. Uh, it. It hit our floor. It's kind of gone viral amongst our team. Uh, the guys are loving it. So we're right now, I'm loving Two Second Lean. It's awesome. Just it's getting a, the guys to think that way. Yeah. I haven't got into that one yet, um, but that's uh, all those books, uh, Lean and Theory Constraints and all that, man. I just rack them up in the Audible and I can't get enough of them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, well, hey, man, before we wrap up, give us, uh, give us a way to connect with you or your company, uh, and this will all be included in the show notes. Yeah, so uh, just bobby at lewiscabinet.com is my personal email. I'd love to hear from anybody. And uh, lewiscabinet.com, you know, our company webpage where you can land and uh, see our product. Of course, we're, we're all Moxie users, so we've got, to, um, you know, our, our customizable catalog is on there. Uh, we're removing a lot of uh, parts, manufa- you know, max- manufacturing. We're an outsource manufacturer, so we take as many door orders, drawer boxes, box parts as we can get. Yeah. So, well, Bobby, man, I'm glad to uh, kind of complete, like I said, the trifecta with you and your brothers. <laughs> uh, it's been a it's been a blast, and um, I'm, I'm I know I'm going to have you on again. We'll talk about something else or or more about this topic. So, if you like what you've heard, go to the show notes and click on those links. Communicate with Bobby. He's a great resource and a great person to have in our industry. So, Bobby, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. You're the man, Jeff. Thanks for what you're doing. Oh yeah, we'll see you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Push Through Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and visit thepushthrough.com. That's thepushthru.com for exclusive content, articles, and more. 